This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Get an all-access experience with player interviews, exclusive practice information, and post-game analysts with the source you can't find anywhere else. This is South Philly Sauce. Hosted by Flyers game day host Ashlyn Sullivan and Philly sports radio legend Al Morganti. The Flyers, they've lost two straight, giving up four goals in each of those games. Lost to the Devils last night on Thursday, and there's so much to unpack in that game, Alex. We're going we're gonna to recap. We're going to look forward. We have a player interview with Tyson Forrester, who's become so prominent with the Flyers. But I left work last night encouraged because it seemed like that game was going to be a blowout. It seemed like it wasn't going to go well. And I was encouraged more so about the matchup. This Devils-Flyers game showed me this is a matchup that we're going to look forward to now, probably for years to come because of the stars on both teams. Yeah, well, I mean, the Devils matchup with the Flyers, they've been been annoying for a while. (laughs) And and it cost the Flyers dearly in in playoff situations. And they have such great young stars now, the Hughes brothers, uh, prominently. But I was encouraged. It was a... It was an odd game because it started out like, oh, well, here we go again with the Devils and they're going to run you out of your own building. But I like the fact that the Flyers come back from adversity now against teams that have beaten them and within games now, even though they lost to the Rangers and the Devils, in each game it looked like, wow, this is going to be a route early and they managed to come back in them. So that's a really, really good sign. It is. And that's when we talk about, and I know we're just, we we're beating this drum so much this season, but that is the difference of this year to last year is last year when they got behind in these games, there was no coming back. And we basically could write our post-game show knowing what was going to happen where this year you have very few clunkers along the way. I mean, I had friends at that game last night and they said it was one of the most exciting hockey games they've ever watched to force overtime and have it come back and the crowd get into it. Granted, and you see the difference in the two teams is the Devils have the Hughes brothers and the Flyers don't. And you predicted it. We all predicted it. When you saw that happening in overtime, you're like, all right, you know, they're going to lose because that's the difference in these teams right now. It can't go to overtime with them. I mean, it turns into the Hughes family picnic if it's overtime. It's just the three, you know, the two, the two Hughes brothers get on the ice and with Heischer there. And it was, you know, it's, it's, it's triply annoying because Heischer's the guy that the Devils took just in front of Nolan Patrick. It was just, it, it just, it's a, it was a recipe for just a, um, a remembering some bad things that have gone on. But I mean, the uh, the effort level is always there. The goaltender hot was remarkable in the game. So I mean, that's another another good sign that it's come along. 
So, I mean, you know where each franchise is right now. And they're, they're, it's, their time is now. I mean, that's why they went on and got a team of Meyer last year. That's why they're probably going to be in the market for a goaltender this year, I believe, because it's uh, they don't have the strongest goaltending. Although mm-hmm. Schmidt played pretty well last, last night. But they, I, they may be in the market for that because their window is pretty – pretty open right now and it's gonna it's pretty wide so the flyers gonna have to deal with this for a while but the fact that they went toe-to-toe with the rangers and then the devils making mistakes is uh, is pretty encouraging it is and that's where you're encouraged because i was encouraged yesterday when john tortorella in his morning skate press conference talked about mitch cobb finally and talked about the mad russian coming here and when he comes here and the Flyers get their draft picks, then it's the time for them to spend the money on the free agents. It's it's what the Flyers can be in two years. And you got to think about, okay, well, if they can go toe-to-toe right now with the Devils and the Rangers, where the team stands right now, imagine what that looks like when Mitch Cobb's here and when the free agents are here. And I know that's false hope and it's too much optimism. I get it. It's great. We're talking about the future again. But look how close you are already. Yeah, it's really ironic. When when we started this podcast, one of the names we considered was waiting for Mitchkov. And then, then we, we decided and when we decided, oh, we can't put it all on one name here. But I mean, really, when you hear a coach talk about that's pretty rare to me that a yeah. coach, you know, coach is all about now, keep my job. Mm-hmm. But Tortorella is in a different spot. It's his last go around, last rodeo, I think, uh, as far as head coach. But he also I I I, I like the fact that he doesn't on, on one in the morning, he's talking about you know, getting ready for two years from now. At night, he's benching a player early because you got to win this game right now, and you have to, you know, you have to send messages. So I think, I think he's trying to do culture and win all and future all at the same time. He's on three rails, which yeah. is dangerous, but but he seems to be navigating it fairly well. So uh, I, you know, I give him credit for buying it. He, he's part of the, he's part of the group going forward, but he's also the guy that wants to win every single game, every single night. Yeah. And I don't blame him for having to balance that. And I, I thought it was refreshing because we've never really heard towards talk about Mitch Cobb, but that's what the entire fan base is talking about. That's every hockey fan in Philadelphia talking about. So I, I think it's more of the honest approach, which is what we're getting with Keith Jones and Danny Breer and, and for Torts to finally say like, yeah, like the flyers are going to be pretty good when this guy gets here. Like it was like, finally, like we're stating the obvious here. Yeah, and he gave him the name the Mad Russian, which I'd never heard. Maybe yeah. just I never heard it. But he called him the Mad Russian. So I mean, and I mean, he's got some personality. The kids when he comes mm-hmm. over, and so does the kid at BC, Goche, and uh, Rizzo out in uh, at University of Denver, and Barky, and and, and Bonk. So I mean, there's a lot of names. So and a lo- most encouraging, a lot of names that fans are already familiar with before they even get here. Right. But in the meantime, they've got a team that just won't surrender anything um they want to hang in with it and this was a big stretch you know getting even the you know getting even one point when you look at this stretch of games against metro teams and two coming up against pittsburgh this was a stretch where you were in danger of oh if everything goes bad it's a landslide against you so they've even though they don't you know it's not an avalanche against them they're not buried under points against them in the metro yeah you're staying afloat at this point, which you, you hope you get more points in the stretch. And who knows, they could play well against the Penguins and, and make yourself feel better about this Metro stretch. But 
it seems right now the Metro is so bunched up and Torres was talking about a practice this week, how he likes that, how he thinks it's good for hockey, that you have all these teams that make it more interesting. I mean, people are watching what's going to happen with this Metro division. I think when you see a game against Carolina, when you see a game against the Devils, all right, it's not as bunched up as you thought because these teams are just a couple steps ahead of the Flyers. And it seems like by the end of the year, it's going to shake out the way it's supposed to. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It could. Um, you know, there's always injuries uh, that come in. Uh, goaltending goes south for a team. The Devils, really, when, uh, yeah, five on five, they haven't been that good. Their power play has been tremendous. And, of course, the individual skills that they have are remarkable. But they're not that much better. And in hockey, it's a sport where if you just play the, – the, the, what the Flyers run into is they have to play hard every single night. And it sounds like if fans will say, what's so hard about that? You're getting paid a million, two million, three million, four million dollars. So it, it's not that easy to play that. that it's, it's really grueling to play that kind of hockey shift after shift after shift. And the coach knows it. And he has to make that a demand that we can't take a shift off. The Rangers can cruise for 10 minutes in a period and boom, Savannah ad. The Devils, boom. To God, but the Flyers, that's not that's not the case. They have and no boots. No, they, they don't. I mean, Konechny was close to it, but they just don't have it. They have to, it, it's, you know, they're, they're the little engine that could, and but they have to just keep, just keep motoring. Yeah, and it's, I was down ringside with Scott last night for our third period hit. And sadly, which I know it's the case vice versa with Devils games as well. I've heard for a Devils home game against the Flyers, there's a ton of Flyer fans as well at those games. But there was a ton of Devils fans at that game last night. And you looked around and every single Devils fan had a huge jersey on. And yeah. Scott was telling me, he's like, this is what the Flyers don't have right now. Is They don't no. have a prospect, a guy where it's just obvious everyone is going to have their last name on the back of their shirt. You see connect knees, you see a lot of Hartnells still, but you don't have that unanimous, oh, I'm going to go buy his jersey type of guy. No, they have the goalie heart. There's a few, there's a lot of those connect me, obviously, but you know, Hughes is, well, I don't even know which Hughes jersey. I mean, they've got the no. two Hughes and then I haven't put the first initials on it. It's Hughes, yeah. but I mean, he's very good for the league. I mean, yeah. he was on the Eli Manning podcast and he, he does a lot of stuff. He's a cool guy. Mm -hmm. um, the whole family's pretty, and they're, they're media savvy. They have, they're fun. They're uh, fun. That, they took oh, they are. Last night I was like, there's a guy, you hate that? But like, man, that's cool. Like, that's fun. Young yeah, people fun. resonate with that. Yeah, they're, they're fun. They're fun players. And Konechny's a fun player. And, yeah. uh, you know, Forster's a fun player. There's good guys. And when you have talent and that, well, there's the combination you want. If you have fun and you have no talent, you're basically a clown. But, but when you have talent like that, it's a whole different story. It's almost like the Eagles. They, you know, Kelsey, they're, they're fun. 
but they're really, really good. So it makes it makes a big difference. And I, you know, I, I think that the Hughes family, especially Jack, is really good for the league. And it's also good for the Flyers. I don't know, you might be annoying. You see some Rangers jerseys or Devils jerseys, but you go up there, as you mentioned, there's Flyers jerseys everywhere. It's good to have rivalries like this. That's why I don't mind the teams packed together like that with a chance. And every time they come in, no matter where they are in the standings, it's like, this is a rivalry game. I love rivalry games. The, the Flyers going to have it with the Devils outdoors coming up. And the fact that you have Hughes for maybe a generation of fans, you know, Crosby's not going to be about forever, around forever. So it's good to have somebody else that you can like be annoyed with. That, that, that's a terrific thing. And it'd be terrific when, if the Flyers, if, if everybody hates Konechny, when he goes up to Jersey and they start howling at him, or when the mad Russian comes over, they start howling at him. So, I mean, I, I think, I think that's, that's terrific. I, I love the rivalry games, which is why, although they, you know, struggle, you know, Rangers came in right after Thanksgiving, now the Devils. I think the fact that you're so close with them and the games have come down to the wire with them, I think it's great. It is great. And I have a feeling in that outdoor game, one guy the Devils are not going to like too much. And really, most teams now in hockey are not going to like a lot. And for nothing against him is Garnet Hathaway. I mean, Flyers fans love this guy. His teammates, they love him because he is the spark plug. He is the guy getting in all the action, sticking up for his teammates. And when they need to fight, he delivers a fight. Last night, it was something. He boards Luke Hughes, gets a game misconduct call out of the game. Torch goes nuts. We heard Cam York post him in the locker room saying it was the worst call ever. And it kind of was, Al. <laughs> yeah, it was. You don't like to pick apart. I mean, it's, you know, the, the cliche is it's a tough job. It is. But I think they, I think they missed a, an ice. I called an icing too late. Hathaway doesn't hear it. I do think Hughes, Luke Hughes, might have assumed the icing and, and heard it maybe just as he was getting launched into. But he uh, Hathaway just plays to the whistle. I think that was an official's fault. And I also think the fact that I thought Hughes was injured and Everyone. he came back and they, Oh man, I thought, and I think that might've played maybe into it when, when they looked at it, but he came back. So I think that was a blown call. Hathaway's not that kind of a guy. He hears a whistle. He's going to stop, yeah. but you play to the whistle. It, it's, I, I don't understand that. I don't understand how that, that happens. People make mistakes. Players make mistakes. Officials make mistakes. But I, I, I think that was unfair to both players. Hathaway and to a player that could have got hurt on the yeah. play and really was hurt for at least at least uh, temporarily it gets gets run into so I think they put two players in in bad spots by not having that icing call called called earlier and Hathaway you mentioned he's been I mean they put him in last week I jokingly said put him in front of the net on a power play and they did <laughs> because he just annoys so many people yeah. and when you get you know when you're it, you're hoping he can draw a penalty time to time, but he's not afraid of anything. And, and he's also a guy, you know, this is a sport, when you come back to a bench like that and you've taken a hit for your team or whatever, you play harder. And that that's kind of what he's brought to this team. Anybody that wants to take a, a shift off or something, well, you see that guy go out there for whatever ice time he gets. Well, I can't. He's, 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 putting his, he's literally putting his face on in, in, in the line of fire every night. I can't do it.